And joining us here in the studio for the news briefing is Yoo Soo-min. Good morning to you. Good morning, Henry. Well, as we know, uh, we are in the middle of a pandemic and we are in the middle of a, uh, a kind of upsurge in infections. And so the government and health authorities have been doing their best to try to reduce those numbers. But um, most of that effort also kind of lies on the responsibility of our average citizens, meaning that you have to abide by these strengthened social distancing schemes. Mm -hmm. We are still under what is known as the 2.5 level social distancing scheme. But uh, that is a a level that certainly causes you and I some maybe personal minor inconvenience, Mm -hmm. right? You have to wear masks, you have to be uh, distant from each other, you have to do certain things, you have to restrict your movement. But it really does have an outsized or larger effect on small businesses because um, you depend on people to be able to freely move around to be able Mm -hmm. to have Mm -hmm. uh, a business. And uh, especially with some industries, you're not even allowed to open at all because of the fact that they might be a little more high risk. So Mm -hmm. we've already seen a number of small businesses, cafes, bars, restaurants, coffee chains that were suffering Uh, before even the level Mm 2.5 in terms of loss of revenue. So the government has now decided to provide this second round of emergency relief funds to those hard-hit industries. And apparently now uh, that we've sort of settled the wider debate of give it to everybody or give to Mm -hmm. some, uh, there is more specific details on who exactly will get them. So first, tell us, I guess, give us first an overview on the COVID-19 situation, please. Sure. So actually, this COVID-19 situation stayed below 200 for the fifth straight day by adding 119 more COVID-19 cases, including 108 local infections. And that raised the total caseload to 21,296. Well, that is obviously the lowest number that we had since August 14th. And given the daily figure was between 300 and 400 per day last month, the spread of the virus has indeed slowed. But although uh, that does not really mean that we can let our guard down. But what's increasingly been concerning the health authorities and also the citizens is the social and economic repercussions. Mm. And that is why the second emergency handout is underway. Now, like you said, Henry, Uh, The government previously agreed that the second round of emergency handouts will target those who are in greater need. So that, of course, includes those who work on unstable uh, employment contracts, small business owners, and low-income households. And that's why it's called, quote-unquote, selective provisions, selective payouts. But there has been this controversy surrounding how they will determine those vulnerable industries, Mm -hmm. hard-hit industries. So the fairness and equity in determining who will receive the fund was in question. But uh, So the government decided that they will not compare how much of an income or revenue loss that's been incurred. And instead, they decided to provide a package of comprehensive support to all industries that are clearly hit hard by the resurgence of COVID-19 infections. So basically, their plan is to minimize the noise that's caused by the selective payouts and execute the fund implementation as quickly as possible. Well, the details of these measures will be released at the 8th emergency economic meeting in the upcoming 10th. But what we do know for now is that the government is considering paying up to 2 million won to those 12 high-risk facilities, including those singing rooms, buffets, and PC rooms that had suspended the operation due to this uh, level 2 social distancing campaign. 
And uh, they also uh, decided to pay up to 1 million won for restaurants and cafes, which, like I said, could only offer takeout or delivery services after 9 p.m. because of this strengthened social distancing campaign. And of course, the child care support for 2 million households with children under the age of 7 and 2.7 million elementary school students will also be provided with support, but the amount of support will be reduced to 200,000 won from the 400,000 won last time. Mm. And uh, lastly, as for the specially employed workers, uh, the government government plans to pay 500,000 won per month for up to four months in an emergency job security support. Well, in this case, after-school teachers and door-to-door salesmen will be included, but the delivery workers or golf club caddies who enjoy some kind of a fringe benefits with the spread of these on-tech services, they will not be included in the support. Well... So what you notice here, I think there's a subtle difference because, uh, as you'll talk about later on in Mm. this debate that had been going on, mostly on the ruling party side and their supporters, not really among the uh, conservatives because conservatives seem to be also agree that there needs to be aid, but it does need to be selective, is that they're not going to go the income route. So it's not going to be, I make uh, under lower 50%, for example, Mm -hmm. so I will get the aid, but Sumin, because she makes uh, well above the 50% uh, income level, she will not get the aid. Yeah. A lot of people felt no. uh, so there would be a lot of resentment mm. engendered by that because some people might feel, well, I might have had income last year that was in the upper 50%, but this year I'm completely broke because yes. I've lost my livelihoods. So they've decided to do these targeted specific industry um, uh, handouts here. And so they hope that that could be considered to be a little bit more equitable. The ruling Democratic Party and the government had held prior discussions to kind of iron out all these details for Mm -hmm. the uh, second round of emergency funds. And so that is where they may reach this consensus to focus on support for specific industries and businesses and then specific groups of people who are affected by the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And then so they're basically highlighting that they're going to prioritize people who we think need it the most. And then we will give out that certain amount to those people, right? Yeah, you're right. So they've been stressing the suitability or validity of this selective payouts. And the ruling party's stance basically uh, was that they're going to plan to provide a second round of emergency handouts to only those who are in greater need. And that would bolster national solidarity against the COVID-19 pandemic. And that will also fulfill social justice. So let's take a listen to what DP Chairperson Inagyeon uh, had said at the opening address yesterday. 고통을 더 크게 겪으시는 국민을 먼저 도와드려야 합니다. 그것이 연대이고 공정을 실현하는 길이라고 생각합니다. 그런 관점으로 정부는 올해 네 번째 추가경정예산안을 편성하고 있습니다. 힘겨운 국민들께서 추석 이전부터 지원을 받으실 수 있어야 합니다. Well, this was actually Inagyeon's first parliamentary speech ever since he has been elected as the DP chairman late last month. And what he was saying is that people who are experiencing greater pain should be the ones the government helps first. Well, that's solidarity and as, a well, uh, as well as a way to fulfill justice. And from that standpoint, the government is formulating the fourth extra budget bill and the citizens should be given the aid before the Chuseok holiday kicks in. Well, he also said that for the emergency payouts being implemented before Chuseok, he also called for the chamber's cooperation for the swift passing of the bill. 
Well, in line with uh, Inagen's remarks, President Moon Jae-in also honed in on this point by saying that selective payments prioritizing those in need is inevitable to optimize the limited resources because of these financial difficulties that the nation as a whole is facing, even though a blanket payout would be most ideal in this case. Mm. Well, while the ruling DP and the president has been stressing the need for this selective provision, Lee Jae-myung, the Gyeonggi governor, had previously insisted across the board of comprehensive blanket payouts and that the relief fund should be distributed to the entire nation. But then he reversed his original stance by saying that he will follow the government and the party's decision to make a customized selective payment. And apparently, the ruling party has shown some moves to quash some speculations uh, that there has been this discrepancy within the party. Well, they did not want to appear that Lee Jae-myung and the senior party leaders are in disagreement right. over this issue. So, for example, uh, Shin Dong-gun, who had been engaged with some kind of wrangling with Lee Jae-myung, he stressed that the dispute over how to pay this disaster aid was a healthy and natural process of having discussions, and that this brainstorming of ideas was a pretty natural one. Right. To be clear, the supporters are still very much passionate about this issue in terms of the debate and their disagreements with uh, those who kind of support Moon Jae-in and Lee Nagyeon's position and then those who support the Lee Jae-myung mm. position. But as you say, the, the leadership now has decided we got to cool down the temperatures yeah. here because we don't want to cause too much strife among our followers. Uh, you, you said how Shin Dong-gun has kind of toned down his rhetoric. Mm-hmm. He's a newly elected Supreme Council member of the uh, ruling party. And uh, you saw the Blue House did not respond to sort of the more publicly critical comments that Lee Jae-myung mm-hmm. made after the uh, agreement was reached to have selective yeah. payouts. So uh, everyone is trying to kind of work together as a team and uh, just go through with what this policy it was inevitable because Lee Nagyeon was going to be elected party leader. He was on the side of selective um, uh, compensation. The Blue House uh, also we knew was uh, Hong Nam-gi, the finance minister, was also selective compensation. Mm. And um, Lee was the former prime minister, so he knew exactly how the Blue House thinks about these things. So it was fairly inevitable that this was yeah. the direction that they were going to go. And so, that, you know, it was maybe a bit of a lonely battle. But uh, I think the debate has been put out there. So that's a very important mm. discussion to have moving forward. Let's talk about another discussion that mm. has been uh, really um, wrangling a lot of people lately. The medical community and the government did reach a deal, apparently, on uh, the p- proposed uh, medical reform plan, mm-hmm. basically start from ground zero and then try to uh, come to an agreement. Yeah. The trainee doctors, though, uh, they are uh, being a little bit more stubborn than the uh, KMA. Uh, they have said uh, we may not go back to work. However, the uh, emergency committee of the intern and resident associations now have perhaps succumbed to a bit of public pressure. They have now called on trainee doctors to return to work from today after 18 days of basically uh, refusing to treat patients. Yeah, you're right. So in an emergency committee under this Korean Intern Resident Association, uh, representing interns and residents in general hospitals, they announced that its members will return, will return to hospitals as of 7 a.m. today. Well, this decision uh, is apparently lowering their collective action plan to level one. And under this level one collective action plan, each of the general hospitals will maintain this emergency committee, but they will tentatively put off the strike and or stage single person or picket demonstrations. 
Now, the reason why this decision came about in the first place is the compromise agreement was reached between the KMA and the ruling party last Friday. Well, the government promised to put all the relevant discussions on the medical reform plans on hold. So apparently, uh, there's no really reason for the Korean inter-resident associations to continue their collective action. Mm -hmm. So with this situation, the committee decided not to put this to a general vote. Uh, Well, this, this is what the majority of the trainee doctors had wanted, but instead, they called on the trainee doctors to return to work. Well, however, the Kira members, the Korean Inter-Resident Association members, they said that they will launch an escalated collective action if the government does not come up with some further measures within the next two weeks to support the medical students who did not apply for the state medical Mm -hmm. licensing exam. Well, the state medical licensing exams will start today as planned, and only about 14% of the fourth-year medical students will apply for the state exam. Well, for the medical students, the Kira will seek some rescue measures like extending the deadline or restarting the application procedures. Well, Park ji a spokeswoman for this committee, had said that they will continue further collective action if the students are not allowed to retake the exam or the test is postponed. Well, she then offered to resign, saying that she feels responsible for failing to reflect and represent the trainee doctor's students' interests. So with some of the Kira uh, leadership stepping down, there's this still confusion and division regarding uh, this plan to return to work among the trainee doctors. Yeah, and there's confusion among the general public uh, as well as to uh, this kind of behavior. I know that when we, we talk off air, uh, I, I realized how you were such an elite student and you were also one no, of the very, very, you know, uh, kind of studious group of people. But let me ask you a question. Um, if you were studying and let's say you were becoming a uh, professional interpreter and mm. then um, all of a sudden the government said, we're going to uh, expand the admission for interpreters and have more interpreters come in. And then you're, oh, I don't like this competition. Yeah, I want to make happy. more money. Yeah. And then you protested and then you refused to took that uh, important interpreter mm. exam. You said, I'm not going to take it because I'm protesting. And then later... You, you then tell the government, no, you know what, government, you've got to actually help me out because I, I refused, but you're going to have to postpone that test again and, and let me take it. Do you, do you think that you would be able to get your way in that? No, I don't think or do you think so. it would be that fair would be... for you to get your way? I don't think so. Okay, that's, that's just the one question I wanted to put out there. Let's switch gears and uh, talk to um, our uh, listeners about another controversial figure that is uh, Chung Gwang Hoon. He is the uh, uh, pastor at the center of this COVID-19 resurgence, now uh, back behind bars because the uh, local court has revoked his bail. Chun immediately saying he's going to appeal this decision on the same day. Yeah, you're right. So Chung Gang-woon was reincarcerated after a court canceled his bail yesterday. And under this court's decision, uh, Chung Gang-woon actually returned to Seoul Detention Center in Uwang, south of Seoul at 4.30 p.m. yesterday. Well, before Chung Gang-woon was escorted by the police to be taken to the detention facility, he denounced Moon Jae-in administration for running a quote-unquote totalitarian country, and he said that he plans to appeal right away. And that was what uh, that was exactly what he did. So Chung Gang-woon's lawyer submitted a request for an appeal immediately after his incarceration, and with this request, the Seoul High Court will redetermine whether to cancel his bail or not. Well, he also requested a suspension of execution of his imprisonment as well. But despite this appeal, Jung Gang-hun will remain in custody until the court makes final decision. Well, just to give our listeners a little bit of a recap of what happened to Jung Gang-hun, 
Uh, back in March, he was indicted over some alleged violations of the public election laws, and he was released the following month in April on the condition that he does not take part in any rallies related to this pending case. And then on August 16th, he was accused by prosecutors of violating the conditions for his bail by taking part in this large-scale anti-government protest in Gwanghamun on August 15th. And after that, he had tested positive for COVID-19 and he was hospitalized, but then he was released from hospital on September the 2nd. Well, the prosecutors requested his bail be canceled, and the Seoul Central District Court accepted the request just yesterday, and the court also confiscated a deposit of 30 million won from Jung Gwang-hoon. Mm-hmm. Well, Jung Gwang-hoon is back behind the bars just 140 days after having been released from the prison, but now that he uh, appealed, we have to keep an eye out for the ruling uh, by the Seoul High Court. Okay, so we await that Seoul High Court ruling. The... Um evidence that you lay out, uh, I think, seems to indicate that a lot of people would agree that uh, he did violate the terms Mm. of his bail, and so it should indeed be rescinded. Now, there might be some people uh, who feel that this is unjust and he is being unfairly targeted and Mm -hmm. he should not be uh, put behind bars, but leaving aside the legal arguments of whether he should have his bail rescinded or not, whether he should be, be put back in jail or not, it does feel like from a public safety point of view, especially because this group uh, led by Jun uh, Chun has threatened to stage another mass rally during Gaecheonjeol or the National Foundation Day holiday, mm. despite the government's warnings and orders. So it, it does feel like if we want to keep people safe and if we want to save people's lives, him being behind bars, whether some people feel it's unfair or not, might be the safer public health Uh, decision to make uh, on that front. Let's talk about then the uh, pandemic in terms of how it's uh, affecting a lot of industry. We mentioned all the help being given to PC bang owners, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, norebangs, and other kind of industries and occupations. But there are also big industries like the aviation industries, which have been hit very hard as well. Uh, Now we're seeing the evidence of that. A number of workers are getting laid off, including from the uh, low-cost carrier E-Star Jet. They have a plan to uh, lay off uh, a bunch of their workers. Yeah, you're right. So, Easter Jet was making efforts to find a new investor after Jeju Air scrapped its plan to acquire the company. And uh, in response, Easter Jet said they will reduce its workforce by more than half. Well, according to Easter Senior Vice President Kim Yoo-sung, they will lay off 605 of its 1,216 employees on October 14th before it begins the process of finding a new investor. Now, this is the first large-scale restructuring of the aviation industry, uh, which has been directly hit hard by this, you know, coronavirus infection. And this is actually the mass unemployment crisis that we had been worried about becoming a reality at this point. Well, the company plans to maintain 590 employees, including the cabin crew, and the size of this remaining workforce is the bare minimum to fly six planes. Hmm. And the, is also the essential personnel required for the issuance of the company's air operation certificate. So we could obviously see that they are keeping the minimum number to keep the company afloat. But Easter Jet said, while the pilots are being let go, none of its maintenance workers are being laid off Mm -hmm. because they are considering that they will resume the international flights after this coronavirus situation comes down and that they are already short on the maintenance personnel. 
Well, earlier last month, uh, Henry, a total of 80, uh, 98 people retired voluntarily. And considering that the number of employees was about 1,680 when both the international and domestic flights were shut down, it had shrunk by one-third in just five months. So you could obviously see the gravity of the situation for the company. And actually, this company is looking for a strategic investor or a company that has an interest in the majority of stake in Eastar Jet. And they plan to pick a preferred bidder to take over the company in the next few weeks. And also, this M&A will be pushed uh, forward in October. So this is one of the reasons why they are uh, laying off a lot of employees. Well, uh, this is a difficult time. You wonder if these companies, uh, they're trying to kind of stay afloat until that uh, period where perhaps travel is unrestricted and people who are itching to travel like you and I, I think um, you want to have these companies to be able to provide those services and hopefully they can survive. Let's round out with our final story here. Important news. KCDC announced that it will start to provide influenza vaccination starting today and they're going to expand free vaccination because they obviously want to prevent further spread of another epidemic. Yeah, well, the fall is nearing and the health authorities are preparing to tackle both this COVID-19 and the seasonal influenza because it's not really easy to distinguish the coronavirus cases from the flu patient because they have some similar symptoms like coughing, sore throat and fever. Well, that is the reason why the government expanded its flu vaccination program to help protect the more vulnerable people and preempt the chaos that could arise from the so-called twindemic. So in this case, it's the coronavirus Mm. situation and the seasonal influenza. Well, according to the KCDC director, Jung Eun-kyung, government will extend free vaccine eligibility to 19 million people. Well, that's about seven, uh, 37% of the total population from the 13.8 million people before the flu season kicks in. Well, the vaccination campaign will start today for children, and the elderly people will start to receive vaccination in mid-October. Well, preventing this seasonal influenza became more important because of this COVID-19 situation. And that's why the government expanded the scope of free vaccinations to include those aged between 13 and 18, as well as those aged between 62 and 64. Well, it's best to finish getting vaccinated before November. So uh, from today, children who want to be vaccinated twice to obtain the immunity will be vaccinated first. Right. So that's something to keep in mind for all you parents out there. If you want to get the vaccinations, uh, you can uh, go ahead and do that uh, very shortly. All right. Sumin, as always, uh, great job. Appreciate it. We will talk to you again next week. Thank you.